Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hey there, you guys, and thank you for joining me today, Taking Back Her Brain from Emotions. That is what we'll be talking about today. How do you handle your emotions? Do you feel them? Do you resist them? Do you buffer and numb out around them? Well, this episode is for you. Do you find yourself that you take, do you find yourself taking what other people say personally? Do you find yourself taking responsibility for other people's emotions? Do you find yourself getting upset easily and impulsively react? Then guess what? You have a human brain and so does everyone else around you. But there's something about your primitive brain that once you know, you can be able to choose or practice choosing how you want to react and show up. Emotions are defined as the natural instinctive state of mind deriving from circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. Before my thought work journey, My relationship with emotion was very different than it is now. I didn't take responsibility for how I felt. I felt the way I did because so-and-so did this or they did that and they made me feel that way. When somebody gave me a dirty look, when I heard a tone in somebody's voice, when Any little thing that others did, I made it mean something about me and I made it mean that they did something to me. I gave other people the control and I took responsibility for others' emotions. If I do blank, they will be happy. If I don't do blank, they will be upset. I didn't hold myself accountable for how I reacted to my feelings. Yet, I took responsibility for others and how they chose to respond and act. How does this make any sense? That's just the way the human brain works. It does not always make sense, my friends. We definitely are not in control of anything outside of us. What I didn't know was that I can and am in control of my emotions. Not only did I not take responsibility for causing my emotions, I believed every feeling I had or that every feeling I experienced was true. And every emotion I felt meant something because I felt it. And my brain just wouldn't make me feel this way if it wasn't true. And because I felt this way, I needed to do something. For negative emotions, I felt that if I... I feel this negative emotion. It means something has gone wrong and that I have to do something quick to change it. I made negative emotion mean something was not right, something had to change, and that I wasn't doing something the way that it should be done in order to avoid negative emotions. If I was doing something right, I wouldn't be feeling the way that I'm feeling. Which after my thought work journey and my life coaching certification... I've learned so much about the human brain that this belief is so inaccurate. Even worse, I thought if 
so-and-so makes me feel this way, it is their job and their responsibility to not make me feel that way again. And they needed to change their behavior. There was so much mental drama, brain drama. This was not a helpful thought pattern that I had developed, which I think most of us socialize in, you know, the United States and in other cultures. We are taught that other people cause our feelings ever since kindergarten. Go apologize to so-and-so. You hurt their feelings. So I have really had to relearn that emotions are not harmful. I had to teach my primitive brain that I can feel any emotion and it means nothing. Nothing has gone wrong. I had to teach my primitive brain that it didn't have to react every time we felt an emotion, especially an uncomfortable emotion, which was even harder. I had to teach my brain that not all my feelings were valid or even true. And sometimes my negative emotions were caused by my unconscious confirmation biases, which means that the unconscious part of my brain kept finding proof and evidence for my thoughts that I, my thoughts that I believed. And when it did that, it reinforced my narrative about myself or about others that were really limiting my beliefs about myself. I had to rewire my brain to take responsibility only for my emotions and only my thoughts, no one else's. I had to first become aware of my emotions and how I reacted to them. Then I had to see if I liked the results I was getting from the actions I took when I felt a certain way. I had to learn that an emotion is just a sensation in your body. It is only a signal that a thought has taken place in your brain. I had to practice and rewire my brain to understand that emotion is just created by a thought that I had. And I can choose how I want to respond and feel. I can choose if that thought is valid, invalid, if I want to keep it or if I don't want to keep it. The first step was learning to become aware of when I was feeling a negative emotion or I don't really like to label it negative, but that's what everybody knows. I've now come to label them as comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. But um, for the purpose of everybody in relating, I will use the term negative emotion. I had to observe my body's reaction to certain emotions and the actions I took when I felt that emotion. I will give you a few examples of negative, quote, uncomfortable emotions and how they made me feel and how I create, how I reacted to them. When I feel anger, I feel my heart my, my heart starts beating faster. My cheeks, they feel warm to the touch as the heat rises to them. And sometimes I start to cry. I recognize my reactions and I become defensive and I deflect because I do not want to feel angry. I do not feel comfortable when I'm angry. 
when I feel frustration, my muscles tense and my brain starts moving quickly on how to problem solve. And I find that I snap. I react impulsively to my kids or my students. When I feel anxious, my heart rate increases, my thoughts race, my brain wants to find a way to stop feeling this way, so I act out. I either numb my feelings by distracting my brain, I scroll Facebook, run numbers, or when it comes to a problem in a relationship, I reach out for validation, attention-seeking behavior. I notice that in relationships, when I feel anxious about how someone may be distancing themselves from me, I over-attention-seek. I overreach out to get the validation. However, this is a part of the anxious attachment style protest behaviors that I will go in further in a future episode. When I feel sad, I have ruminating thoughts on what I should have done differently. My body feels heavy and I notice that I overeat, I sleep more, and I try to numb out. I decided that I was not content nor did I like how I chose to handle my negative emotions. I was not content with how I tried to white knuckle through emotions or try to numb myself out of feeling my emotions or action my way out of feeling something. So I had to teach my brain that I can feel any emotion and nothing has gone wrong. As I reflected, I realized that I have spent the majority of my life trying to outact or buffer my negative emotions. I thought that I should always be happy, and if I wasn't experiencing something happy with joy, and instead I was experiencing negativity or sadness or shame, I had to change it. But guess what? I was way off. Through this thought work journey, I have realized that the human experience, the human experience of living life has both negative and positive emotions or comfortable and uncomfortable emotions. That this journey we are on, it is impossible to only feel the comfortable emotions. So we have to teach our brain that we can feel any emotion, but it doesn't mean anything has gone wrong and it doesn't mean we are in danger or that we are in threat of danger and we can feel them because feelings are emotions, which are just sensations in our body. Experiencing a negative emotion is part of the human experience. It is time to take a moment to pause and feel the emotion. Realize the sensation in your body, acknowledge it, and practice acknowledging your emotions. There are still times when I feel overwhelmed or stressed out or I feel this urgency to get through an emotion because I do not want to be the person who feels this way. But there are going to be some times on this journey when we have to be the person who feels this way because feeling these emotions are an invaluable part of life. It's an invaluable part of the journey. When you choose to feel your emotions, when you choose and allow and open yourself up to feeling any emotion, 
You open yourself and your life up to living whatever life you want to live and being open to all the possibilities. Feel your emotion. Then ask yourself, what thought did I just think? What is going on in my brain? Label the sensation in your body. Label the emotion and recognize how you're choosing to react. Do you like your actions? Do you like what you're doing? There are going to be times in life when you want to feel sad when something happens and that is okay. There are going to be times in life when something feels overwhelming and we're going to want to feel overwhelmed and that's okay. But when you realize that you are in control of your reactions, you're in control of your thoughts, you have a higher brain that you can engage in at any time, you get all your power back. How do you practice this, right? The best thing that you can do is to take an emotion inventory for a week. Write down a circumstance that happened. Write down your thought about it. Then write down the emotion you felt and describe the sensation in your body. Then write the actions you took. When you write it down, you begin to realize and recognize patterns. And you get to really realize how your body reacts to each comfortable and uncomfortable emotion. I had to teach my brain that I can feel uncomfortable emotions and still love myself. You guys, this is a huge one. Our brain so often, especially the primitive brain, wants us to not buy into loving ourselves and having our back no matter what. So I have to constantly take my brain back from my primitive brain and I have to enact my higher brain. I have to tell myself, That I will love myself no matter what. I have my back no matter what. Whatever decision I make, whatever I choose to do, I am going to love myself through the outcome. I learned that I could accept and love myself through every emotion. Just because I had an uncomfortable emotion did not mean that anything was wrong with me. It didn't mean I had to fix myself real quickly or fix the situation. I could feel it and love myself through any emotion. This was a key point and foundation and component during my depressive down cycles. I fight depression. You will hear me talk about it throughout this podcast. And it is learning and understanding thought work and understanding self-coaching strategies and neuroscience and really learning to feel your emotions that have really helped me accept myself through my depression down cycles. I learned to love myself through my sadness and not get mad at myself for being sad because I know there are people out there who fight depression, which is already hard enough. And then you beat yourself up about feeling the way that you're feeling and telling yourself that you shouldn't feel this way. But it is okay to feel the way that you feel. I learned that during these moments I am sad and during these moments I feel overwhelmed and that it is more than okay. I don't have to action myself out of my feelings or numb myself with food, with alcohol, or with any other way that we numb out. I can feel the way I feel and still love myself. 
This was also a key component to understanding and accepting my anxious attachment style as I try to develop a more secure attachment style, which will take lots of time and lots of practice. So I have to love the part of me that has an anxious attachment style. I have to show myself compassion and understanding when my primitive brain gets triggered. I learned that I can feel the panic inside of my body and inside of my brain when my primitive brain wants to tell me that somebody is not reaching out to me, that somebody is distancing themselves from me. I learned that I can recognize my brain thoughts and I can feel my panic to check my protest behaviors when I perceive relationship problems. I learned that I can love the anxious part of my brain that seeks validation by validating it for myself and loving myself through the panic and selective interpretation and selective feedback patterns that anxious attachment or those with anxious attachment style develop. That I have learned I can undo these interpretations and these feedbacks and not make it mean anything about me or who I am. I've really learned to separate the reactions of my primitive brain to the reactions of who I am in my higher brain, my highest self. It has been life-changing to realize that I can feel any emotion. There are times, do not get me wrong, that I still try to hurry up and get through an emotion because that is the human reaction. But I am practicing more and more every day to accept it for what it is just as an emotion and to love myself through it and not take it to mean anything about me or who I am, not to judge myself for feeling an emotion. And let me tell you, it is so empowering. I am learning, especially as a teacher and a mom, to feel the feeling of being annoyed of being impatient, of feeling frustrated, and just sitting with them, sitting with those feelings, and really learning to pause, and then choose my actions. Another huge takeaway from relearning my emotions of uncomfortable and comfortable is realizing I didn't have to react every time I felt an emotion. When you are willing to feel any emotion, your brain realizes that you do not have to act immediately, allowing you to choose your reaction. You can actually feel the emotion, process the emotion inside of you, and then remind yourself that you are going to use your prefrontal cortex your higher brain, and choose how you are going to act, react, or behave. This is how you can learn to be in control of your brain, your reactions, and really take back the control of your emotions so that you have decreased impulsive reactions to your emotions and really taking back the control instead of your emotions being in control of you. Even harder, I had to teach my brain that not all of my feelings were valid or even true. And sometimes my uncomfortable negative emotions were caused by my unconscious self-limiting beliefs that I had 
in my brain that my primitive brain kept reinforcing and finding evidence for my own limiting beliefs. Did you know that your brain looks for evidence to prove your thoughts to be true? I did not know this. Even your own self-narrative, your self-limiting belief that you think and you have thought the majority of your life, even these are not always true. And your brain looks for evidence to prove them to be true because you think this thought over and over and over again. So then your brain is pre-wired to search for that evidence and show it to you and show it to you. How sneaky and tricky is this human brain? It looks for evidence to support your thoughts. So you have to learn to become aware of your inner subconscious thought patterns and see what you are telling your brain or really what your primitive brain is telling you about you and question it. Do not just accept it. This was an important lesson for me when learning how to deconstruct my anxious attachment style. Learning that my brain looks for evidence that someone is pulling away even when their actions could mean something, and most of the time, entirely different. But my brain made me believe, my primitive brain, that it was them pulling away, that they didn't care. I will be doing a podcast for this. Do not worry about it. Because the anxious attachment style is so huge in any relationship that we have within our family, our friendships, and our dating world that I will really dig into anxiety and anxious attachment. I had to rewire my brain to take responsibility only for my emotions and only my thoughts. Come on, you guys. Say it with me. You do not cause anyone else's thoughts or emotions, even though we've been taught this since kindergarten. We only cause our own emotions and our own thoughts. Well, we cause our emotions by our thoughts that sometimes our primitive brain gives to us. But you know what I'm saying. You cannot control anyone else's thoughts, emotions, or behaviors. You cannot control anyone else's actions, responses, or behaviors. It is the thoughts they choose to think that is causing their reaction. That should be a huge weight off your shoulders, right? Phew! But I bet your brain was just like, wait a minute, what? It's okay. This is a concept that I will carry on throughout all of my podcasts and completely, constantly always remind you that you are only responsible for your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions and reactions. When a circumstance or an event and experience, it causes a thought in your brain and that causes an emotion inside of you which drives certain actions. Only you can choose your thoughts that create new thoughts or change your thoughts to get the results you deserve. The more ownership we take of our own thoughts and the more that we tame our primitive brain and enact our higher brain, our prefrontal cortex, the more we acknowledge, sit with, and love ourselves through all of our emotions. This is when you can create the actions that get you the results you want in your life. It is time for you to take control of your journey and take control of your brain 
by taking it back from your emotions. And you can do this by sitting with your emotions, being consciously aware of your thoughts. So I challenge you this week to go out and feel your emotions, welcome them, open your brain to them and allow them to sit there and tell the world and tell the universe, I am capable of feeling any emotion and choose how I want to react. Have a great day, everyone. Please visit www.takingbackherbrain.com. Don't forget to follow Taking Back Her Brain on Instagram and Facebook. That is one word. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day, everybody.